Shalom and welcome to a new day with Daily Bread for Busy Moms. A daily podcast from Jerusalem where we read to you the entire Bible in one year, based on the weekly Torah portions. My name is Harriet and I will be your reader today. And today we have Tuesday the 21st of December or the 17th of Tevet on the Hebrew calendar. This week our parasha is called Shemot, and that means names. And a portion from the Torah today is Exodus, or Shemot, chapter 2, verses 11 through 25. Please join me in blessing the Lord before we start reading the scriptures. Blessed are you, Lord our God, King of the universe, who gives the Torah of truth and the good news of salvation, to his people Israel, and to all peoples, through his Son, Yeshua the Messiah, our Master. Now it came to pass in those days, when Moshe had grown up, that he went out to his brothers and saw their burdens. He saw an Egyptian striking a Hebrew, one of his brothers. He looked this way and that way, And when he saw that there was no one, he killed the Egyptian and hid him in the sand. He went out the second day, and behold, two men of the Hebrews were fighting with each other. He said to him, who did the wrong, why did you strike your fellow? He said, who made you a prince and a judge over us? Do you plan to kill me as you killed the Egyptian? Moshe was afraid and said, surely this thing is known. Now when Paro heard this thing, he sought to kill Moshe. But Moshe fled from the face of Paro and lived in the land of Midian, and he sat down by a well. Now the priest of Midian had seven daughters. They came and drew water and filled the troughs to water their father's flock. The shepherds came and drove them away. But Moshe stood up and helped them and watered their flock. When they came to Reuel, their father, he said, How is it that you have returned so early today? They said, An Egyptian delivered us out of the hand of the shepherds, and moreover, he drew water for us and watered the flock. He said to his daughters, Where is he? Why is it that you have left the man? Call him that he may eat bread. And Moshe was content to dwell with the man. He gave Moshe Sipporah his daughter. Then she gave birth to a son, and he named him Gershom, for he said, I have lived as a foreigner in a foreign land. In the course of those many days, the king of Mitzrayim died, and the sons of Israel sighed because of the bondage, and they cried, and their cry came up to God because of the bondage. God heard their groaning, and God remembered his covenant with Abraham, with Yitzchak, and with Yaakov. God saw the sons of Israel, and God was concerned about them. That was Exodus 2.11-25. Our portion from the prophets today is 2 Samuel chapters 4 and 5. When Shaul's son heard that Avner had died in Hebron, 
his hands became feeble, and all Israel was troubled. Shaul's son had two men who were captains of raiding bands. The name of one was Banna, and the name of the other Rechav, the sons of Rimon the Beherothite, of the children of Benjamin. For Beeroth also is considered a part of Benjamin. And the Beerothites fled to Gitaim and have lived as foreigners there until today. Now Jonathan, Shaul's son, had a son who was lame in his feet. He was five years old when the news came about Shaul and Jonathan out of Jezreel, and his nurse picked him up and fled. As she hurried to flee, he fell and became lame. His name was Mephibosheth. The sons of Rimon the Beherothite, Rechav and Bana, went and came at about the heat of the day to the house of Ishbosheth, and he took his rest at noon. And they came there into the middle of the house, as though they would have fetched wheat, and they struck him in the body, and Rechav and Bana, his brother, escaped. Now when they came into the house, as he lay on his bed in his bedroom, they struck him, killed him, beheaded him, and took his head, and went by the way of the Arabah all night. They brought the head of Ishbosheth to David to Hebron, and said to the king, Behold, the head of Ishbosheth, the son of Shaul, your enemy, who sought your life. The Lord has avenged my lord the king today of Shaul and of his offspring. David answered Rechav and Bana his brother, the sons of Rimon, the Beherothite, and said to them, As the Lord lives, who has redeemed my soul out of all adversity, when someone told me, Behold, Shaul is dead, thinking that he brought good news, I seized him and killed him in Ziklag, which was the reward I gave him for his news. How much more, when wicked men have slain a righteous person in his own house on his bed, should I not now require his blood from your hand and rid the earth of you? David commanded his young men, and they killed them, cut off their hands and their feet, and hanged them up beside the pool in Hebron. But they took the head of Ishbosheth and buried it in Avner's grave in Hebron. Then all the tribes of Israel came to David at Hebron and spoke, saying, Behold, we are your bone and your flesh. In times past, when Shaul was king over us, it was you who led Israel out and in. And the Lord said to you, You will be shepherd of my people Israel, and you will be prince over Israel. So all the elders of Israel came to the king to Hebron, and King David made a covenant with them in Hebron before the Lord, and they anointed David king over Israel. David was thirty years old when he began to reign, and he reigned forty years. In Hebron he reigned over Yehuda seven years and six months, and in Jerusalem he reigned thirty-three years over all Israel and Yehuda. And the king and his men went to Jerusalem against the Jebusites, the inhabitants of the land, who spoke to David, saying, The blind and the lame will keep you out of here thinking, David cannot come in here. 
Nevertheless, David took the stronghold of Zion. This is the city of David. David said on that day, Whoever strikes the Jebusites, let him go up to the watercourse and strike those lame and blind who are hated by David's soul. Therefore they said, The blind and the lame cannot come into the house. And David lived in the stronghold and called it Ir David, David's city. And David built around from Milo and inward. And David grew greater and greater, for the Lord Elohim Tzvaot was with him. And Hiram, king of Tyre, sent messengers to David with cedar trees, carpenters, and masons, and they built David a house. And David perceived that the Lord had established him king over Israel, and that he had exalted his kingdom for his people Israel's sake. And David took more concubines and wives for himself out of Jerusalem, after he had come from Hebron, and more sons and daughters were born to David. These are the names of those who were born to him in Jerusalem: Shamua, Shovab, Nathan, Shlomo, Ivhar, Elishua, Nefeg, Yafia, Elishama, Eliada, and Eliphelet. When the Philistines heard that they had anointed David king over Israel, all the Philistines went up to seek David. But David heard about it and went down to the stronghold. Now the Philistines had come and spread themselves in the valley of Rephaim. And David inquired of the Lord, saying, Shall I go up against the Philistines? Will you deliver them into my hand? And the Lord said to David, Go up for I will certainly deliver the Philistines into your hand. David came to Baal-perasim, and David struck them there. Then he said, The Lord has broken my enemies before me, like the breach of waters. Therefore he called the name of that place Baal-perasim. They left their images there, and David and his men took them away. And the Philistines came up yet again and spread themselves in the valley of Rephaim. When David inquired of the Lord, he said, You shall not go up, circle around them, behind them, and attack them in front of the mulberry trees. When you hear the sound of marching in the tops of the mulberry trees, then stir yourself up, for then the Lord has gone out before you to strike the army of the Philistines. And David did so. And the Lord commanded him and struck the Philistines all the way from Geva to Gezer. That was Second Samuel or Shmuel, chapters 4 and 5. Now we have our portion from the writings, which is Psalm or Tehilim 73 today. A Psalm by Asaph Surely God is good to Israel, to those who are pure in heart. But as for me, my feet were almost gone, my steps had nearly slipped. For I was envious of the arrogant when I saw the prosperity of the wicked. For there are no struggles in their death, but their strength is firm. They are free from burdens of men, 
neither are they plagued like other men. Therefore pride is like a chain around their neck. Violence covers them like a garment. Their eyes bulge with fat. Their minds pass the limits of conceit. They scoff and speak with malice. In arrogance, they threaten oppression. They have set their mouth in the heavens. Their tongue walks through the earth. Therefore their people return to them, and they drink up waters of abundance. They say, How does God know? Is there knowledge in Elion? Behold, these are wicked. Bring, being always at ease, they increase in riches. Surely I have cleansed my heart in vain and washed my hands in innocence. For all day long I have been plagued and punished every morning. If I had said, I will speak thus, behold, I would have betrayed the generation of your children. When I tried to understand this, it was too painful for me until I entered the sanctuary of God and considered the latter end. Surely you set them in slippery places. You throw them down to destruction. How they are suddenly destroyed. They are completely swept away with terrors. As a dream when one wakes up, so, Lord, when you awake, you will despise their fantasies. For my soul was grieved. I was embittered in my heart. I was foolish and ignorant. I was like a beast before you. Nevertheless, I am continually with you. You have held my right hand. You will guide me with your counsel and afterward receive me to glory. Whom do I have in heaven? There is no one on earth whom I desire besides you. My flesh and my heart fails, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. For behold, those who are far from you shall perish. You have destroyed all those who are unfaithful to you. But it is good for me to come close to God. I have made the Lord, the Lord my refuge, that I may tell of all your works. That was Psalm 73. And our final portion today from the Apostolic Writings is Luke chapter 4. Verse 22 through verse 44. And all testified about him and wondered at the gracious words which proceeded out of his mouth. And they said, Is this not Joseph's son? And he said to them, Doubtless you will tell me this parable. Physician, heal yourself. Whatever we have heard done in Capernaum, do also here in your hometown. And he said, Amen, I tell you, no prophet is acceptable in his hometown. But truly, I tell you, there were many widows in Israel in the days of Eliyahu, when the sky was shut up three years and six months, when a great famine came over all the land. And Eliyahu was sent to none of them, except to Sarafat in the land of Sidon, to a woman who was a widow. And there were many with Sarat in Israel in the time of Elisha the prophet. Yet none of them was cleansed except Naaman the Syrian. 
And they were all filled with wrath in the synagogue as they heard these things. And they rose up, threw him out of the city, and led him to the brow of the hill that their city was built on, that they might throw him off the cliff. But he, passing through the middle of them, went his way. And he came down to Kvarnachum, a city of Galil. He was teaching them on the Shabbats, and they were astonished at his teaching, for his word was with authority. And in the synagogue there was a man who had a spirit of an unclean demon, and he cried out with a loud voice, saying, Ah, what have we to do with you, Yeshua of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. But Yeshua rebuked him, saying, Be silent and come out of him. And when the demon had thrown him down in the middle of them, he came out of him, having done him no harm. And amazement came on all, and they spoke together, one with another, saying, What is this word? For with authority and power he commands the unclean spirits, and they come out. And news about him went out into every place of the surrounding region. Then he rose up from the synagogue and entered into Shimon's house. Now Shimon's mother-in-law was afflicted with a great fever, and they begged him for her. And he stood over her and rebuked the fever, and it left her, and immediately she rose up and served them. When the sun was setting, all those who had any sick with various diseases brought them to him, and he laid his hands on every one of them and healed them. And demons also came out of many, crying out and saying, You are the Mashiach, the Son of God. Rebuking them, he did not allow them to speak, because they knew that he was the Mashiach. And when it was day, he departed and went into an uninhabited place, and the multitudes looked for him and came to him and held on to him so that he would not go away from them. But he said to them, I must proclaim the good news of the kingdom of God to the other cities also. For this reason I have been sent. And he was proclaiming in the synagogues of Galil. That was Luke 4:22 through 44. However, if you are reading through the apostolic scriptures twice this cycle, you will also read Galatians chapter 1 today. This is Harriet with Daily Bread for Busy Moms. Shalom from Jerusalem. Until next time. Thank you.